There he is. Can get a haircut. We're here, Lemus. Oh, I know. This is a long time coming, which is crazy because, you know, you got to think, I've invited you onto the podcast way back when you were doing gunpowder. I always left the door open for you because obviously, um, you know, you guys were uh, like working on some new music or something and you wanted to wait to come on. So I always told you, hey, like whenever you're ready, you can come on, just give me the heads up and I'll make it, uh, you know, I'll make it happen. So here we are so many years later because you got to think, you know, from where we were back then to now, it's It's crazy. It's been like five years. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy because I I always think back to those days when we were at, uh, you know, Sarah and Aaron's apartment. And uh, that's where I feel like our friendship like really like developed, you know, I I got to actually like meet you and we hung out a bunch. So it's cool to, um, you know, still be friends with you so many years later after all that. I agree. It's kind of funny because I I would go over and you'd always be sleeping on the couch. Yeah, (laughs) because honestly, dude, those are some like. Like, I never told you guys at the time, but those were like some like rough times for me because like I was like sleeping out of my car. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I like just recently like revealed it on, on like a podcast a couple episodes ago, but um, but it wasn't because I was like broke or anything. It was like by choice. So it was like, you know, rough nights sleeping in my car because like, you know you can only get so comfortable in a car. So when I would get off work, we go to Sarah and Aaron's, and then you know there's a nice comfortable couch or pass out. yeah, nice carpet in Aaron's room. So I'd be like, okay, cool, like let me get comfortable and I'll just pass out. So that was why I was always tired. That, that makes sense. I thought you just like worked like crazy late night shifts, which I think you still do. No, but... yeah, yeah, I, I still do, but like yeah, like it doesn't get me that tired. It's just because like I was just having trouble sleeping. Yeah, that makes way more sense. Mm. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it was. But I'm I'm happy we're here today. Obviously, it's because you sing for a new band called Stateside, yeah. Which I'm so stoked on. I I tell everybody that I'm you guys are up next. Like I tell like like anybody that comes on the podcast, I always try to find a way to uh, work my way uh, to do a Stateside pitch because I feel like you guys, uh, you know, quality of music I, I think is awesome, and I feel like uh, people uh, who aren't aware at this point, uh, you know will like you guys i just have to you know help you know make them aware if that makes sense Dude, thank you so much i i actually really do appreciate that yeah uh, but i i'm curious so you you've been in a bunch of bands since gunpowder but i i'm curious at what point uh did you guys uh you know decide to start stateside uh this was probably early last year so at the beginning of like december of 2021 january of 2022 okay i was working actually like at a warehouse with Eric while I was going to barber school. Okay. Um, and I've, he mentioned it before on, on your podcast that like I walked up to him and just like saw his phone, like looked at it. Mm-hmm. But like I, he was like in charge of stuff where I worked. So I like walked up to his desk and I looked down, he had his phone open and he was like listening to the starting line, mm-hmm. which I love that band. So does he. And I was like, oh, I love that band. He's like, you do? Because I think at the time I was only playing like a metalcore band. Okay. So he like didn't expect me to like more like pop punk stuff i think mm-hmm. and uh i was like yeah i always wanted to do a band like that since i was a kid he's like okay let's do it and that was pretty much it and at that point were you even like really friends with him or were you guys just like it was like a working relationship we were like we were friends but we we're you know as much as you are friends with like a co-worker at the time mm-hmm. we weren't like super close yet we weren't really hanging out too much outside of work yet but i think through that and just like we started hanging out more now. I mean, I hang out with the dude like every other day. That's crazy. That's cool. Yeah. You know, like, 
unexpected friendships, but I think that that's really awesome that the starting line is what kind of sparked all this. Yeah, it was actually cool. We actually went and saw the starting line last year, which is like a, felt like a cool, like full circle moment. Mm -hmm. Where'd you guys see him at? At the House of Blues. In Anaheim? Yeah, it was awesome. Okay, that's cool. I haven't seen the starting line, I think since they did that, that 10 year for Say It Like You Mean It. Oh, that's tight. Yeah, which, uh, which is so funny because I used to, and obviously this was like years ago at this point, right? Because it was for the 10 year for Say It Like You Mean It. There was this uh, girl who I used to hang out with and uh, I, I remember she hit me up one night and she would like try to like bully me into doing stuff that I didn't want to do, which was like the weirdest thing. Um, uh, and I would never give in by the way, uh, to like all the times she tried to like, you know, uh, like guilt trip me into doing weird shit. Um, but like one night she like called me, she was like, yo, like I got, uh, you know, tickets to the starting line at the house of blues on sunset. Um, like, like get ready, like, let's go. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> I was like, I was like, first of all, like, I, I don't want to go to LA on a whim. I work tomorrow. And I just don't want to do anything. And she's, I remember she called me a pussy. She That's like, so funny. Yeah, she's like, she's like, stop being a pussy and like, let's go. And I was just like, no. I was like, I'm not going. And especially if you're going to like talk to me like that, you're crazy. Like have fun, like find somebody else because I'm not going. You're like a stronger man than me. I have like such a problem with like being easily uh, susceptible to like making spontaneous plans. Like if you just go like, let's do this right now, I'm probably mm. going to say yes. I just like won't say no to whatever nonsense you're throwing at me. Yeah, see for me, it's, I, I feel like I've had to learn to be more like, uh, more selfish with my time. Because mm. I, I, like, you know, growing up, I was uh, so willing to give it to anybody that I thought could be a friend. Uh, but a, a, as I got older and it's just like, you know, I just, it's like, I've already, like, I've seen that tour already. And I would much rather go with like homies yeah. than some girl that I'm like, you know, kind of in love with. Uh, and it's just like, I, I just don't want to deal with like, you know, like all these like what if questions that night. And, um, you know, the, 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 the fact that like we were just like, this, we were always in this like limbo state. I just was like, no, tonight I'm just good on, you know, even like, you know, being confused. I'm just going to stay home. I get that. Yeah. And she, and, and at the time, I'm pretty sure she, she lived across the street from me and like, like, oh, like that's... yeah, like in like, I'm um, in a different apartment complex. So it, it was like weird because like we were always so close in like proximity. So we were always, you know, it, it wasn't like abnormal for us to be doing random stuff. Yeah. Cause it's like easily. Available. Yeah. But it's like, if, if there was a time where I didn't want to do something, I wasn't going to do it. And like, yeah. you, you know, someone trying to, you know, call me names or try to convince me that's just going to make me want to do it even less, you know? Yeah. yeah Cause like sense. I said, it's just like, I've always talked about it on the podcast. There's just there's never enough time in the day for me to do all the things that I want to do. So if, if there's something that I don't want to do, I'm definitely not going to do it. You know. I respect that. Yeah. I'm like a terrible double booker. Like that is okay. like a problem I have. I say yes to everything, mm -hmm. and I often find myself in a situation where I'm like, oh, I said yes to way too many things in one day, and I'll either find a way to somehow hit every event, mm -hmm. which I've done, and it's super tiring. Or I have to bail on somebody and be like a total asshole. Yeah. But yeah, that's the worst. But it, it, you know, I, I feel like if you double book and you have to like cancel or bail, I feel like if you just give that person enough respect to let them know. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I feel like then it's like okay, cool. Like you know, it's not the end of the world. You can still be friends, or whatever. But I feel like if you go ghost and don't say anything, then that to me is just like so messed up.
It's a little more rude, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, because you know you leave the person waiting. Yeah, and... you gotta respect people's time. Like I, I definitely will try if I figure out I double book, I'll try to be like, hey, my bad, I can't do this day after all. Like, yeah, same here. And, and I always feel bad too because I'm like, do I do I go with who I booked with first, or do I go with what I want to do more? You know, it, it's, it's uh, like a, uh, you know, my uh, morality comes into question because I'm just kind of like, because uh, obviously there's been times where I'm like, I don't want to do that, even though they asked first, sorry. Yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. Yeah, but once again, you know, sometimes I, I feel like you have to be selfish with your time because you can't, you know, give yourself to everybody. And for me, it's like, okay, like, do you want me to be present and be the best version of myself, or do you want me to be present and be like a bummer and like, you know, not the best version of myself. Yeah. So it's just like when I, uh, you know, commit to things, I want to show up and, you know, be the best version of myself. Cause obviously it's like, you know, obviously we want to continue and build these relationships. I don't want to show up and, um, ruin, and ruin anybody's good time. Cause you yeah. know, just as I'm selfish with my time, I, I know what it is to waste other people's time. So hey, I, I can respect that. Yeah. Okay. So you and Eric, you know, work together yeah. uh, how do you meet the other members of the band i met kai the drummer mm -hmm. at a show over the summer when Seuss face cowboy played okay at a skate park in san diego okay so his band was playing that and uh, an old band of mine as well was playing that mm -hmm. and so we were playing together i met kai there and then i think like right before eric and i like decided to start stateside i had posted like uh armor for sleep on my story okay and kai responded he's like let's play in a band together and i was like yeah for sure you know like how many times do people say stuff like that to each mm -hmm. other yeah. and never happens but when eric was like oh let's actually do this band he's like all right i know a bass player hit up ben immediately and i was mm -hmm. like oh i think i know a drummer so i hit up kai mm -hmm. and everybody was like down right away which was super helpful that's crazy. Armor for sleep. Yeah. It, I, I think it's cool that like all these like older bands is what's bringing, you know, this band stateside together. Yeah. Actually, fun fact, the starting line show we went to, Armor for Sleep played that too. So that was like really cool. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Dang. See, I obviously, I, I knew about the starting line thing, but I didn't know about the Armor for Sleep yeah. thing. Okay. So you um, round up the members. Do you guys, you know, all meet at one place to start riding? Or are you guys riding on your own? How, how does that whole thing work? I think for like a little bit, Eric would send me like videos of him playing guitar and be like, oh, I think this is something or like, and I'd be like, oh, it's pretty cool. Or like, oh, that's okay. Like, mm -hmm. but then we met up at Ben's place for the first time. And actually the first time we met up, Kai couldn't make it. So it was just like me, Eric and Ben. Mm -hmm. And uh, pretty much had like a whole song, like almost done. So by the second time we like met together, we had like a full song ready to work with. Mm -hmm. We kind of hit the ground running pretty pretty quickly at first, I think. Yeah. Was um was there a point where you guys were like, oh shit, like this could actually be a thing? Because obviously, you know, you can meet up, talk about doing a band, but uh, you know, it could easily just not work out. Yeah. Was, was there like this like a moment where you're like, holy shit, like like this feels like we got something here? I think like after like the first like two meetups like and we had like a full song pretty much done and we we're like oh it's like fun to play mm -hmm. we at the very least were like this is going to be like a, a fun project for us to just play like a couple shows here and there because everybody else was busy with their own bands at the time eric was in dare and he uh they were doing take it to heart him mm -hmm. and ben were mm -hmm. so like it's like oh let's play a show here and there kai lives in ventura so so pretty much off the bat we were like 
this could be like at least something we do here and there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I remember obviously I, I'm friends with you guys, so I'm always like hearing about the rumblings of you guys doing a band. And for me, I, I you know, obviously I've supported your bands in the past and I'm a huge fan of Take It to Heart. So I always supported those guys. So hearing that you guys were doing something new, I, I was always curious and wondered if it would actually, you know, see the light of day. Yes. So to, to, to kind of just like, you know, hear about it um, every now and then. I was like, all right, cool. Like maybe uh, they'll actually have something. And uh, do you remember uh, I booked you guys? <laughs> History, for, for people who may not know this, I booked statesides for a show. But, you know, I, I can't remember who, who it was that reached out to me. It might have been you or um, Eric. I can't remember. But somebody reached out to me and asked if, stateside could play a couple songs at that um uh last straw show with higher power do you remember that yeah i do remember that i'm pretty sure it was either me or ben yeah and i you know the 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 bill was already stacked right it it was higher power last straw um and everybody else i can't remember at this point but i I remember you guys hit me up and i'm like yeah 100 percent, i'm down because obviously like, like you guys are my friends and like i want to you know give you guys the opportunity but please just Make sure you guys are ready because I don't want you guys to show up and not be like a good representation of what you guys like, you know, like could be. And, and, you know, that was like the last I heard. And I like the whole time I thought you guys were going to pop up and do a secret set. And Cause take it to heart like that. Yeah. That's okay, what yeah. It was. yeah. Yeah. I think that's exactly what happened. We were not ready at the time. We mm-hmm. like just hadn't finished writing enough songs or like didn't feel confident in what we were doing yet. Mm. So we were like, you know, best not do that. Yeah. And like it, it stoked as I was to have you guys, I am happy that you guys decided that, that you weren't ready because once again, like I didn't want you guys to show up and play a bad set and people be like, oh shit, like this is like their first memory of you guys. This sucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, you know, obviously like, like, I'm like I said, I, I've supported you guys as bands in the past, and uh, I wanted the best for stateside. So that's why, like, I, I was uh, down to give you the opportunity, but at the same time, I'm happy that you guys, you know, uh, were uh, uh, smart enough to be like, okay, we're not ready. Like, let's yeah. not do it. Yeah, definitely, we're not ready by that point. I don't think we were ready for like another like four months after that, because mm-hmm. especially like those first couple months, because like Eric was like super busy, like he was mm-hmm. touring a bunch. Yeah. So we would like jam for a while, like get something done. He'd leave again for like a month, mm-hmm. come back, jam for a little bit, leave again. So I don't think it was until like after August that I think August of 2022 that we were like, cool, let's let's actually play some shows. Mm-hmm. And what was your first show? I can't even remember. I think you booked it too, if I'm not wrong. Right. E- either you or Jacob, who plays in Pop Free, booked it. But mm-hmm. it was with Pop Free and Major Pain. Okay. And we weren't, we didn't even really have a full set yet. We just played the three songs on the Bitter Spring demo, mm. which one of them is a Jimmy Eat World cover. Yeah. So we just did those three songs. We were done. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, no. You know what? I don't, I think it might have been Jacob because I remember I showed up to, because um, the, obviously the demo came out before the first show. No, no, it came out after. It came out after? Yeah. So we played our first show. It was either, I think it was in September of last year. Mm-hmm. And we just played those three songs. And uh, it was it was awesome. It was like so, such a fun time that I think after that is when we were like, oh, this could be like something we do way more. Okay, then maybe I missed your first show because I remember I listened to the demo and I was like, okay, like I want to uh, give it like a real, uh, you know, grade after I see it live. So I remember I went to some show. Uh, it was a program, so I was like, all right, like let me catch them live and see what the vibes like. Yeah. 
I think the day that we put out that demo in November, mm-hmm. we also played program, and I think Pop Free also played. Yeah, I think I think that's that might have been it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because I, I remember I was at work and uh, you know talking to a bunch of locals and like kind of just kind of trying to gauge everybody's like reaction, which uh, you know which is cool. Um, but also, I, I feel like um, there's a lot of people that I know that know you guys that don't go to your shows. So when I showed up to that show at program and to see like a bunch of people that I'm like, you know, kind of familiar with and mm. a bunch of people that I don't know going off for you guys. I'm like, Oh, like, this is cool. Yeah. Uh, it's a- that like, you know, like it, I, I think it sucks that there's like a bunch of people that should be supporting you guys that aren't, but I think it's cool that you're able to kind of bring in like these group of people uh, because they're actual fans of the music, you know? Yeah. And I mean, like, that's not even like, that doesn't bum me out when like people that I'm friends with don't like our stuff. Cause like, Mm-hmm. I get it. All music's subjective anyway, right? Like, yeah. not everyone's gonna like the pop punk or like emo band because you're more into like metalcore. You're more into like you know straightforward hardcore. I get it. <laughs> you know what I don't get is like I like, but they will support bands that sound just like you guys, and it's just like, oh my god, these are. And to me, I, I just feel like some people are just like haters, and it just pisses me off because I'm like, this is why like there'll never be like real unity because um you know if, if you're not going to support what your friend's doing even though like I, I know for a fact like you know you like these like type of bands uh, but maybe just because it's not cool at the time or they're not the hype band <laughs> yeah. that shit always pisses me off because it's just like those bands that you you like and you'll um, you'll go out of your way to support that sound just like your friend's band like they were at that same point too right where like you know they weren't anything and you know how they got there is because the support of their local scene and their fucking friends and you yeah. people you know uh helping out and reposting their shit so it's just like it, it's just frustrating yeah it happens it's never something that i like think about too much personally because mm-hmm. i'm just happy that like three people like our music so mm-hmm. when like we've been playing recently and like getting like much cooler reactions i'm i'm always like damn that's nuts to me never you know never crossed my mind that 10 people would even like our song so yeah and i'm I'm curious about the demo uh how long uh did that whole writing process take that one it's so funny that took like five or six months to finish those Mm -hmm. two songs just Mm -hmm. because of how busy everybody was yeah so by the time we recorded it we like put it out and like it took like a month to like mix and master and then we're we're super impatient we really wanted to put that out Mm -hmm. and ben recorded that yeah ben recorded and he mixed it and then um i think roly from bright light studios in santa Ana, he mastered it Mm -hmm. so yeah it took ben like a month to like mix okay and I feel like that demo is just iconic just because of uh, having kelly on the cover yeah Uh, and kelly's uh eric's girlfriend yeah Um, we could not agree on artwork at all for so long and then mm-hmm. we ended up landing on that photo which is cool yeah i, I feel like it, it, it can be hard because it's like okay like it's your demo do you want to just you know keep it simple and just do like a plain demo cover or do you want to be like you know okay this is gonna like live with us for the rest of our careers so like should we make it something special and go with something very unique so i'm i'm happy that you guys uh, uh you know were able to find that photo of kelly because because i think it stands out it's yeah it's really a cool, cool photo yeah, because it reminds me of when I used to go on like the pop punk blog spots and like, you know, scrolling through and I would try to find like album covers that look cool that that I'm like, OK, like this 
looks awesome now will the music match the aesthetic like you know yeah. like, like will they have like the whole package so like that that's what that, that's how i because you know there's so many bands and at the time there are so many pop punk fans like popping up all over and i don't know i, I feel like i just didn't want to waste time like you know just going through every post so i'm like all right cool like let me just find an album cover that i like and take a chance on that Obviously, there's going to be bands that I miss, but yeah. I'll catch them when they become super popular and everybody's talking about them, you know? So, like, that's, like, that was, like, my strategy. Like, okay, like, let me try to, like, sift through and find uh, bands that way. So, I, like, I feel like when I look at your guys' cover, that would be, like, something that I would land on. Like, okay, this is something that I got to check out. Yeah, I, I, man, I appreciate it. I'm kind of big on that, too. Mm-hmm. Like, usually, if, like, a new band drops, I mean, we live in, like, an age now where, like, there's a new band or new music dropping every other day mm-hmm. or, like, every other week. So usually if it has like an artwork that really like catches my eye, I'm going to go listen to that right away. Mm-hmm. And then oftentimes there's also like, you know, bands that maybe the artwork didn't capture my eye. And then all my friends are like, this is so sick. You have to listen to it and I'll give it, I'll give it my time. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> okay. And demo comes out November of last year. Yeah. Like what's your guys' uh, you know, like thought process after that? Were you guys okay with, the demo just being out and you know you guys are all busy uh, at that time was there a point where like okay we gotta kind of like take a step back and figure out is this something we're gonna take serious or were you guys you know just kind of just trying to figure it out so i think by that point we were already like oh let's like do more we we by the time the demo was out we're like oh we want to keep writing we want to keep playing shows mm-hmm. the couple shows we played after the demo were like a lot of fun and then we were just enjoying it uh, Daniel Powell, who played rhythm guitar at the time, mm-hmm. his job got the busiest because he works as like a electrician. Okay. He's like a, an apprentice electrician in the union. Mm-hmm. So around that time, he's like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep being in the band. Or like, okay. Uh, we start writing for the EP that came out just last Friday mm-hmm. around this time. And we it, it's pretty quickly after the demo, we're like, oh, okay, let's hit up Zach, Zach Tush and see if like he's down there. He has time so we can record with him. And we actually hit him up before we had any of the songs written. We kind of gave ourselves like a timeline. We're like, cool, we have to be in the studio with him in this date in February. Yeah, it was February. So let's like start writing and enjoy it. And I think we had already kind of found our groove with each other by that point. And it became like a much easier process to like write songs. And was the studio time booked before the tour that you guys went on? Yes. Oh, shit, that's crazy. So... Sorry to cut you off. Um, did you guys do any writing before that tour, or was it going to have to come after the tour? Um, well, because the tour is in March, mm-hmm. so in December we like booked studio time with Zach in February. Oh, for February, okay. For so February, the, okay. so it's like right before we leave for tour. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Eric knew some of the guys in that band Jockey because they oh they played with us in November. That's what it was. That show in November that we played Jockey mm-hmm. from Texas. I was there. Yeah, they, they played that. They did the King of the Hill cover, which that I don't know why that sticks out to me so much. But yeah, never, yeah, it's just super fun. Yeah. Um, oh wait, I think was that the night where I punched that guy? Yes, dude. Um, that's yeah. so funny. You <laughs> that is crazy. Okay. That is that night. Yeah, that's um, a whole other story. We'll we'll tell. Uh, when this is when I have to wrap everything up, I'll tell a tell all of all these crazy stories. Um. But we met them there and they're like, oh, we should like do a run together in March. And that starts getting planned there. Mm-hmm. And so then we booked the studio time for February. And we're like, all right, time to start writing more music. And we just kind of caught our stride and just really started writing. We brought in Daniel 
um, Porcho, who plays guitar now, mm -hmm. into the mix. Just because we knew like the other Daniel was like kind of exiting out. And uh, how did you guys know uh, the second Daniel? He played he played guitar in a band, or he played bass in a band called Whirlwind mm -hmm. uh, from Orange County. And we met him through that. He was just like a mutual friend who like expressed interest in like playing with us as a fill-in. Mm -hmm. And actually the singer of Whirlwind Bubba was like, oh, you should hit him up. Like he, he'd be down to like fill in or play in the band. Mm -hmm. And then he just started playing guitar for us and like kind of kept going. And we did like a little weekender with, uh, with Spirit Dive. I remember that. In January. And that was kind of like the test run for to see if Daniel could like, if he was like down or if he even liked playing with us. And the, the vibes were good, so it kept going. Mm -hmm. I remember that weekend with Spirit Dive. Yeah, I love that band. Yeah, shout out Spirit Dive. Because th that hit program, right? Um, yeah, it actually did. No, it was San Diego, Las Vegas. Good. We played a show in LA. Oh, you know what happened? Then, there, was, there was the break. Yeah. And then then you guys came to program. Yeah, because you, you booked a show with, is it Sun? It was Sun Title and House and Home. Yeah. Awesome yeah. bands. Yeah. I, I actually just had the... Uh, well, one of the guitar players from House of Home on the podcast. Dope band. Yeah. And he, he mentioned how he, um, he saw you guys on tour uh, when you guys toured out his way yeah, in Virginia. We, yeah. That's so sick. Yeah. That's crazy. Damn. Yeah. See, this is all coming back because there's like, you know, obviously like so much has happened since then. So to kind of hear it all again, like, yeah. Damn, you guys played Vegas. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Dude, I love Vegas. Uh, Eric and I, Eric, myself, and our friend Alex Holmes stayed you know alex mm -hmm. uh stayed up until like four five in the morning just like gambling oh. like we just couldn't stop <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> like we gambled all day went and played a show came back and just kept doing we didn't win either we just like kept losing but like oh. dedicated gotta, <laughs> you gotta keep going that's how it only goes in vegas i it's rare for people to walk away uh, you know up because I feel like, like, out of all the times that I've gone to Vegas, like the majority of the times I've left, like you know, with less money. No, my time will come. My time will come where I hit that jackpot. I believe in it. For sure. No, yeah. the the chances are on your side because uh, obviously the opportunity is there. You can win, but hopefully, hopefully they don't screw you. Because I always like uh, die when I read those stories about like how that lady won the jackpot, and they're like, "Oh, sorry, the machine malfunctioned. Here's like a steak dinner." Dude, yeah, that sucks. Or like, I know they tax you kind of crazy, right? Like mm -hmm. you have to like set aside money for taxes after. Yeah, because you, you, you can uh, have them take it out like right away. Or oh. like, yeah, because like, um, cause I know you have to go to, because like, it's over a certain amount, you got to go to the back, you got to fill out paperwork. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. I need that to be me. I need to be filling out that paperwork. I need to win. Okay. Well, there's, What's the closest casino to here? Commerce Casino? Is that the closest one? Whatever the one in Hawaiian Gardens is. Oh, yeah. I, I forget about that one. Yeah. I've never been, surprisingly, but I want to go. You know, I, I heard it's really dangerous. Um, They're sketchy. Like, yeah. Because I, I used to train, uh, and this is funny, I've never talked about this, but I used to train Super Smash Brothers in Hawaiian Gardens. There's this guy um, who I met at a tournament at one of my local comic book shops. And, uh, you know, just a friendly guy. And he was like, hey, like, I actually host, like, the biggest, like, Super Smash Brothers events in Southern California. Okay. Like, we do them at the Esports Arena in Santa Ana. Um, like, you know, if you're, you know, serious about winning Smash Brothers, like, come over. Like, we got a pretty solid crew who can, like, help you get better. So I, I used to drive out to, to Hawaiian Gardens to train Smash Brothers in this guy's garage. 
And you know what's funny is like, I would go and train, like, like, we, like you know, we'd be grinding Smash Brothers in his garage and um, it would always end because he'd have to go inside the house to have dinner with his family. Okay. And like, I was always hoping one day he'd invite me in because, you know, I, 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 I fucking love food and I'd always be hungry because I'm in this sweaty ass garage playing Super, Super Smash Brothers. But whenever his mom would call, he'd be like, hey, man, like, I got to go. And I'm like, That's oh. so funny. Yeah. Also, there's something so funny about you saying, like, I'm training Smash Brothers like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, man. Yeah. It, 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 it's something that I never, like, pursued, but it was just nice to be able to play at a high level, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. So if anybody thinks you're good at Smash Brothers, Dewey from the Flock, Inc., he's dodging me. My Martha's better than his, just to let you guys know. Yeah. Well, what's your main? Peach. Okay. Yeah, Peach in every game. Okay. So, yeah, like Peach is my main, uh, but depending on the game, I can use other characters. Okay. Yeah, I used to be like a. I don't really play all that much anymore. I don't have like a Switch or anything. Mm-hmm. But whenever I do play, I'm usually like Kirby. Okay, Kirby's yeah. cool. Because it's it's kind of an annoying character, right? Like you just turn into a rock. Like I'm not good. I'm not very good, but I will spam, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be annoying about it. Yeah, and I feel like with Smash Brothers. I feel like as long as you're having fun, like yeah, that's all that really mattered. Dude, people get really mad though. People get like super into it. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's funny because like, like because I um, play like all fighting games. Yeah, so I, I used to go to uh, Compton for Street Fighter tournaments and like watch and like like I said, like they would have like all fighting games there. So like we're just watching like the Super Smash people like play because like they had like a small group there, so it would always be like you know like maybe like eight people. So just watching them like freak out. Ah, oh, that's cool. So I was just like, damn, this is like crazy. Like they were they were acting like they were on like the main stage at some national tournament, but it's like, dude, we're like in a little game shop in Compton that's for awesome. like a weekly tournament. It's not that serious. You know? Yeah, that's dope though. People just having fun. Yeah, I feel like need more people with hobbies like that. I don't know. You know, life's so short, it could end in like a blink of an eye. So it's just like, yeah, like, you know, be responsible with your life uh, and maximize your happiness. Yeah. Go, go have fun. Don't spend too much time being sad. I can't like hate on somebody just going out and like having a good time. It's so easy to be like bummed out at your house or like mm-hmm. be boring or whatever. But somebody just having a hobby, going to a fucking game shop and like enjoying their time with their friends. That's awesome. Yeah. Because it's just like they're having fun. Yeah. I want to have fun. I used to do like Mortal Kombat tournaments. Like I'm not very good at many uh, like fighting games, but I got hands on Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I'm annoying with it. Like, there's a new one coming out. Yeah, there is a new one coming out. Yeah, when Mortal Kombat, I think ten dropped mm-hmm. or nine dropped, must have been ten. It was like 2015 or something. Okay. Uh, the local GameStop here in Long Beach had like a Mortal Kombat tournament that I went to. Mm-hmm. Show's awesome. Oh yeah, love Mortal Kombat. Yeah, same. They just released, because um, Comic-Con just happened. Yeah. So they just released, like, two trailers, like, revealing a bunch of characters. And my favorite character from Mortal Kombat uh, 10 uh, was in one of the trailers. His name's Takeda. He's, like, a newer character. Okay. Yeah, he, like, debuted in Mortal Kombat 10. And I thought he would return in 11. Because, like, they brought back, like, I think, like, three, like, three new characters from 10 back to 11. But there was, like, a, like two or three that they left out, which I was, yes. like, bummed out about. So many they left out yeah what's uh i don't remember their name the one that's like that really big dude with the little person like on him and you can like throw him yeah yeah no i i know who you're talking about yes they left that guy out they left out the guy with the staff i think his name's like kung jin yeah yeah and then they left out takeda yeah takeda that he is like um somebody's son right like that's like the lore 
think he has like Kung Lao's son or something. Yeah, I, he has like armor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like he's like a the, the cyberpunk stuff because like he had the the whips. Yeah, yep. And then there's also like one version where he had like the laser swords. Yeah. But in the trailer, you see his whips. So so people think that like that's like the the version we're gonna get in this. That's week. cool. Yeah, which is cool. And then they announced like. Um, like they showed two guest characters, um, like Omega Man from Invincible. Oh, that's cool. And then uh, Homelander from The Boys, which. Oh, and uh, sorry, and they showed a Peacekeeper from a Suicide Squad. Oh, really? Yeah, that's so funny. That's actually hilarious. Yeah, so it's just like all right, cool. Like, and like my thing is like, okay, like if we look at, uh, you know like the theme because like you know the, the last game a lot of the guest characters were like you know people from like you know horror movies or like yeah. famous like you know movies but this one's like okay cool like they're going like the comic book route yeah a lot of which, superheroes which would be cool because you know they do injustice and you know the game's under like the warner brothers umbrella so it's cool that they have some like indie superheroes they have like a one dc guy but it's like i feel like their reach they could you know uh, they have like a big pool that they could you know reach from yeah when it comes to these guest characters so that's it yeah i'm pretty stoked for it um okay i'm curious about the the tour because mm. uh, it's crazy to me that a, a new band like you guys uh you know only had the demo and to want to do a full u.s tour like what was the main thought behind that because you know for a new band and to to be going to like a lot of these places for the first time with just a demo and it's really hard to gauge when you're like a brand new band to, to know if you even have fans in those types of places like 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 what were you guys even thinking at that point mostly like that our friends were like down and they like eric and jonah from jockey just like booked the whole thing mm -hmm. and everyone was just like that definitely crossed our mind we're like we only have a demo out and around that time we had just like you know we recorded right before and we were like kind of wanting to rush and we're like oh i hope zach gets this done so we could like maybe at least put out a single before you leave mm -hmm. that that did not happen obviously mm -hmm. and uh i mean we knew like some of it was going to be like shot there was going to be some shot ones there's gonna be some good ones because uh some of the guys like had friends in all these other areas mm -hmm. we we're mostly just excited to get out there and like play for other people it didn't really matter to us like what the outcome was as long as we we're all having a good time Mm -hmm. And it was fun for me personally. I've never been to like, I'd never been to like any of those places except Texas. Mm -hmm. So once we were done in Texas, everywhere I went was somewhere new to me. So like that was just like my way of like, kind of like exploring the States mm -hmm. uh, and, and to have fun with my friends. Like the whole time, like our mindset was just like, let's just get out there, play to some new people. Some people are going to like this. Some people aren't. Let's just have a good time. And then keep going. We and weren't gonna lose anything out of it except like money. Yeah, that's like the one thing I want to ask because obviously to, to do like a, a tour like that, right? There's like a big um, financial risk, right? Yeah. Because you know, the, like a van, gas money, merch. You guys got to eat. You know, places to stay. Like, like it's not all for free. Yeah. So uh, were you guys like okay knowing that there's a chance that you, you could take a hit financially? Yeah, I think everybody was like prepared for that. Mm -hmm. you know and in the long run i think we did slightly better than we all expected to mm -hmm. so that was like pretty nice that was like a nice surprise we came home we're like oh cool let's do it again <laughs> so that that's exciting we, we're definitely trying to do a lot more touring just play a lot more shows mm -hmm. keep seeing new places have more fun 
Yeah, I, I remember I was in Philly and I, you know, got hit up by you and you were just like, hey, are, are you in Philly? And I was like, yeah, I'm, I, 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 tomorrow is my last night. Then I fly home the next day and you were like, hey, um, we're playing in Philly. Like you should come out to the show. And I was like, all right, cool. And then I find out that my friend Ben Stuckey booked your guys' show. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I was like, I was like, I think this is very possible. So I, I remember um, I went to New Jersey that day for, for a show because Never Again and Cut Down and so Dead Last were playing and Off the Tracks. And um, and that was a matinee show, which uh, they like to do out there in Jersey. So um, it was a matinee show. And then I was riding with um, my friend Jacob who plays guitar in Fool's Game. So matinee is over. And I'm like trying to figure out like, yo, like what's the plan? And he's like, oh, like we're going to Ben Stuckey's show like right now. And I'm like, oh, cool. I was like, my friends are playing, like let's go. And it, it was just crazy how like that lined up. Cause like that didn't even cross my mind to, cause I, I knew you guys were on the road. Um, sorry, I, I, I knew you guys were on the road, but I, I, I didn't even think like, holy shit, like we're gonna be in Philly at the same time. So after you hit me up and I found out that, you know, Ben was doing it, I'm like, yeah, this is like a no brainer. Like we're definitely gonna make it happen. So rolling up to the um, VFW media, whatever it's called, um, and seeing you guys there, I'm like, oh, this is so crazy because, uh, you know, just knowing that you guys are on the road touring, I'm like, this is just so crazy. And it's always nice to see friends from, you know, home, like somewhere else. So, yeah, that was like the coolest part for me. I think I was like, what are the odds of running into Jamie, like in a whole other state, like across the country? It was fun. Yeah, and it was cool because... Uh, I remember asking my buddy Jeff, I'm like, yo, like, you're going to film the show tonight? He's like, yeah, of course. Like, you know, like this is what I do. Because he just got done filming, you know, uh, the Harker Pride weekend. And then he just filmed so the show cool. in New Jersey. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, you're going to um, film the show tonight, which was which was cool. He actually had me film the jockey set. Oh, yeah, I remember that, actually. Which was crazy because I was just like, I was, I was like, I've seen a ton of your videos. Um, and I could, you know, I, I feel like I could do it, but you just gotta, just give me the basics and, and I'll take care of it. And then, yeah, so he kind of gave me like the basic run. He's like, all right, this is how you do it. Have fun. So that's so, sick. Yeah. It, 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 it was fun for me. Um, but I, I feel like the biggest bummer was that the, you know, the local bands played and then like the majority of the show just fucking left. And I'm like, that, that says a lot about like, you know, your scene where like, you know, you're going to take off after these local bands play. You're not going to support these touring bands. Like, obviously, these people pay to get in the show, but it's like, dude, like, like you paid to help support the show. Like, wouldn't you want to stay to see these bands? And who knows? Maybe they're going to be good. Maybe you're going to like them. And maybe if you show them a good time, they're going to want to come back. So it, to me, that was uh, definitely a bummer. But also to hear that there was, like, some people who drove from, like, other states just to see you guys. That's cool. I didn't even know that. Yeah, there was some kid, he was there with like some girl, I don't know if it was like his sister or his girlfriend or whatever, but, but I remember him buying your guys' merch and talking about how he drove like a couple hours to like see you guys. Like, oh, Damn, man, that's like, nuts. Like this guy's like tapped in on the demo, like like this is this is crazy, this is cool. So for me, that that, that was cool just to see that there, like, you know, there was like people who, who were tapped in from like, you know, like on that side of the country yeah. and that like drove out of their way just to see you guys. That's cool, yeah. I remember that show being like... And like like you said, a bunch of people left, and it definitely like bummed some of us out for like a second. But immediately we we're like, you know what? Let's have a good time anyway. Mm -hmm. This is bound to happen. We went out on a demo. Let's just keep like having fun, and it it really helped. I think a lot to have like a positive mindset during mm -hmm. stuff like that, or at least like trying your best to have a positive mindset. 
Yeah, and I thought it was cool that obviously like the um, dudes and jockey were like very supportive. Yeah, you know, dancing and singing along. So I, I feel like that was cool to to, to see that you guys like, you know had that kind of relationship with them. Yeah, and at that point, Montclair was with us too, mm -hmm. and so that was actually really cool. I think actually like the crazy thing is around that time in the run, our drummer Kai had like an emergency that happened, so he actually had to leave halfway through, and. Uh, Jonah and Miguel from Jockey were filling in on drums at that show. Mm -hmm. So we were barely able to practice, like having them just like do what they could, which was awesome. And then for the rest of that run, Alex from Montclair helped us out and like drummed for us, which shout out Alex. Yeah, I, I got to see the, the Jockey portion because they yeah. did like, you know, half and half. Which they did, they did a great job, but I totally understand like they were... You know, playing drums, I think, takes a lot of stamina. Mm -hmm. And maybe, like, they, they would feel burnt to hell after playing, like, two sets in a row. So yeah. I, I totally understood that. And to do that for a tour, that gets very exhausting. Exactly. Especially, like, last second, not prepared, learning songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mad respect to those guys for helping us out. Yeah. So shout out to uh, Media. Right? I think it's the name of the city. Because it wasn't Philly proper. No, it was, like, outside of it. Yeah, I think, I think it is Media. Yeah. But yeah, that was crazy to to see you guys. And then I'm like, holy shit, like I just saw my friends. And then immediately, like I just went to like this diner with like Jacob and his girlfriend. And then the next morning I like woke up early and flew back to California. So cool. Yeah. I definitely want to go back. I want to go back and play Philly again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's this really cool band. I don't know if you had the chance to check them out. Ultralight. I feel like um, I, I tell everybody about that band, but... That'd be sick for you guys to play with them out there. I haven't. I'm going to check that out, like, on my drive home. Yeah. Um, they're supposed to play out here in November. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, I actually got... <laughs> I, I've been bugging uh, Jake about it. This, uh, he's supposed to be booking that show. Jake uh, Bieber? Yes. Oh, I, I, I always call him Primary Jake. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's his his, uh, his Instagram name. Yeah, they're, they're super sick. Mm -hmm. If you haven't checked out Pop Free... Check out Pop Free. Pop Free. They just put out a new single, new music video. Yeah, yeah, super sick. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I feel like they're like one of my favorite local bands. Yeah, same. I love Jacob, love Max. Super cool people. Mm -hmm. So, tour wraps up. How are you guys feeling? What's the what's the plan? Because obviously, uh, you guys had already recorded. Uh, you know, were you guys happy with uh, how you recorded in the studio or like what was like your guys' uh, you know, mindset after that? Yeah, actually like before the tour, we recorded the whole EP mm -hmm. and that was like such a cool experience. Like Zach's the man. Zach's awesome. Mm -hmm. How'd you guys land on Zach, by the way? Because I feel like um, he's just super talented. So I was always curious, like how did you guys decide to want to work with him? Eric knew him already mm -hmm. just because like... Um, I know Eric didn't record with Dare when they did the LP, but Eric yeah. knew him because he played in Dare afterwards. Okay. And I, they must have met at some point. And Eric was like adamant, being like, yo, we should go to Zach. Like, he's done all these cool records. Like, I know him. I know he's a cool guy. Yeah. So we, like, set up a consultation with him. Uh, he told us, like, the price range, what he what he wanted. And immediately we're like, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. Let's take a a step forward from like obviously doing it ourselves and recording a demo mm -hmm. it's like there's just so much more to like gain than to lose like yeah it was spend some money and like have a good time get something that like i'm very proud of yeah i, I feel like to make that investment right to to, to work with someone professional i i feel like you know that's like a a, a good thing and not yeah. a whole lot 
you know, bad he'd come from it. Because if you look at the records that he's put out, you know, some pretty awesome it's records. pretty dope, dude. Zach's yeah. awesome. And it was, like, such a cool experience to go in. Like, we had, like, the songs pretty much ready. Mm-hmm. We, like, demoed them out. We brought them. We had, like, a day where he went through the songs with us and, like, helped us maybe do some adjustments to make things even, like, cooler. Mm-hmm. And that was cool. Like, you have to have, an, I feel like you have to have an open mind for that because, obviously, like, it's, like, your art. So you don't want to yeah. maybe have somebody else, like, give their input and touch it. But I thought it was cool. Like, I had a really good experience with that. And yeah. the recording process was so fun. Like, he's a funny dude. Mm. Everyone vibed really well. So I had a great time. Yeah, I feel like it's good to to be able to let go of your ego and, you know, hear, you know, uh, you know someone with perspective, someone who's, you know, done that with a ton of other bands, you know. And it's, it's nice to have a fresh perspective because you, know, you, you might be so, so stuck in your ways and think that, this sounds good this way, but yeah. if, you know, with some slight adjustments, it could be even better and you might not even know. Yeah, I mean, that just goes a long way. It's like, and it's somebody who like, obviously you're working with them, but you know, you can ask your friends like a bunch of questions and like sometimes your friends might like, just be like, yeah, dude, that's sick. And mm. because they're trying to be a good friend, maybe not telling you they didn't like something, Yeah, which like, I get. But it was cool to have like a person who's like unbiased and was like able to be like, oh, that's cool, but maybe like that could be better. Mm-hmm. I think that's always cool. That's super helpful. Now I'm I'm curious um, from the demo to the EP because I'm not sure if it was the quality of recordings, uh, you know, on the demo. But when I was uh, you know critiquing your vocals, I was like, okay, I was, I was like, I was like, I know Lemus can sing because I've heard like you know like your acoustic stuff before, stuff that you sent me. Um, I was just like, I was like, I, I don't know if it's just the, the the demo, but I'm not really vibing with the vocals right now. But I'm not gonna, you know, hold it against him and let that be like my final judgment. I'm still gonna pay attention and you know yeah. see where it goes. And then I remember you sent me that first mix, and I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Because you sounded so good. I was just Thank like, you. "Yeah," and I was just like, "As not and like you know, I, I could tell because I know your voice. Like, there's no like weird auto tune or anything crazy, um, you know, to to change your voice. So I, I was just like so blown away, and I was just like so happy. I'm like, "All right, cool. This is like." the level of singing that I know that you can produce. So to be able to hear it on just this first mix that you sent me, I was like, this is fucking, this is awesome. Oh, thank you. I think like with the demo, I was trying to like, I was like trying to have like a grittiness to it. Like I was kind of forcing that out of myself. Okay. And I ended up not doing that as much on like the EP. Uh I think like I really, obviously through playing shows, I felt like I was already improving on like becoming a better singer. And just like maybe feeling more comfortable with my voice and like my range and then getting into like the studio kind of a similar thing like i felt like I, I went in there prepared and i had uh i knew where like my comfort zones were okay and like just instead of like trying to like add some grit to my voice that i don't think is actually there just kind of wanted to sound like myself and yeah it, it, i think it came out cool like yeah um definitely like I just felt it was just singing in like somewhere that I felt comfortable mm-hmm. and I felt that I could like execute live instead of like doing something that maybe hurt my throat or hurt, hurt my voice a little bit. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, no, for sure. Like I said, like, like I was just blown away and just so happy, like hearing it. I'm like, okay, this is what, uh, you know, I think is like so cool and just sounds right. Thank and, you. And for that sound, I'm like, yeah, this is, this goes like, I, I feel like just so much better with Thank like, you. like, you know, the, the musical stuff. We appreciate it. We're all super proud of the EP. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I think you guys should be too because I, I even sent it to people that don't like pop punk. Yeah, and they're like, all right, like, like, I'm not my, 
uh, type of music that I listen to, but I feel like they could go somewhere with this. That's but, cool. Yeah, man. just to hear that from people. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I'm not, you know, because I always try to check my bias because mm. obviously you guys are my friends and I always, um, uh, you know, like, so, like, I question myself in private. I'm like, yeah. like, am I just being blinded by my relationships with you guys and just think that the music is really good or is like the music actually that good and it's just like my actual, like, you know, musical ear that's hearing it, not my, yeah. you, know, you know, bias like to you guys. Yeah, I, re I respect that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's also cool. Like, it, again, like I said earlier, any music's like subjective. It's not always going to land on people or be mm. somebody's like preference. Yeah. So that's like cool to hear that even somebody who's like, oh, not really my my style, but like, I get it. I do that all the time. Like somebody will send me something. I was like, this isn't something that I would throw on, but I can understand why people like this. Mm -hmm. I was like, I know that this is good. Yeah, for sure okay um when do you start getting th these mixes for the record because obviously like I, and i'm not sure if this, if this is like an actual number but i remember you sent me like the first mix it was like it, it was you know the files were titled mix one and i think the last mix you sent me it was like uh mix six yeah so um uh like I, i'm just curious like why were there so many uh, different mixes and uh you know like how often were you getting them from like you know, like, was it, like, while you guys were on tour, or was it just all coming in afterwards? We got the first one, like, halfway through the tour. Um, Zach was just super helpful. Again, uh, Kai had to leave halfway through. Mm -hmm. So I had to call up Zach be like, hey, I know, like, I don't want to rush you. And I didn't even expect to make I was like, could you just send me, like, the raw files or something? We just have to, like, have somebody, like, learn these drums, because we were playing so many new songs. Mm -hmm. um, and then he, like, pulled through, sent us mix one. And I think there's so many mixes, because, like, Everybody, especially Ben, I love Ben, but he's so particular. Yeah. But everybody was so particular to like, oh, maybe like this needs to go up or, you know, just like little details until everybody was like super happy with like how everything came through. Mm -hmm. And Zach's the man. Zach really did like, you know, with all his patience, help us out to get that done. Yeah. All right. And did a really good job. Yeah. The, the EP is out now, so, you know, hopefully people who are watching or listening to this, they've, you know, already listened to the EP. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm happy that it's finally out because having to go to Dropbox Drop and, you know, have to manually hit play on every track that I want to listen to, that was, uh, it was only frustrating while I was driving, but now that I can just queue it up on Spotify. And, so much easier. Yeah, it's, it's so convenient and, and it's cool to, because, you know, like I said, getting mixed one so far back and then to, to finally be here where it's out and, uh, you know, people have already, uh, you know, been listening to the singles as they were coming out. Uh, and just to see that reaction at, at that last show that you guys played at program, I, I thought it was pretty sick. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't have asked for like a cooler show, you know, mm -hmm. like that was, that was awesome. Especially like, I was glad that the show was cool because our friends in Anklewider and the wide man were in town. Mm -hmm. And it was like the start of their tour. And like, I just was hoping that they would get like a cool show, mm -hmm. you know, get some money in their pocket. They're all the way across the country from their home. So yeah, because Anglebutter out from like Rhode Island and yeah, like the wide man from Colorado area. So. Dude, shout out wide man. That man's awesome. They covered the harsh truth by the Iceman. Mm -hmm. And I swear nobody in the room knew it except like me. <laughs> yeah. I felt like I was up there by myself. Yeah, shout out Wide Man. Those guys, uh, shout out Walker, who I've been friends with for a while. Uh, so to finally be able to meet him in person was really cool because I've been trying to book Wide Man out here uh, for a minute because I got hit up for some stuff a while back oh, that cool. just kind of fell through, which sucks. Um, but I'm happy that they were finally able to make it out and, and play the West Coast because I, I think 
White Man is such a sick band. Cool band. Yeah, and, and they also do another band called uh, Flower Language, which is like more oh. on like the like shoegazy type stuff. I didn't realize that's the same people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So go go check out Flower Language. That is a cool band. I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah, cool stuff. And I, I, I like that when, you know, obviously uh, people can or, or have multiple bands. They're not just like tied to, to one type of sound. They're yeah. Very versatile. So they can do multiple things. That's cool. Okay, so the the EP's out um but I, I want to take it back to a couple months ago there was a video shoot because oh yeah yeah because I'm not sure um uh, when the video is coming out because it might be out before this even drops but as of this recording the the music video is still not out but I just want to go back to uh the music video shoot which I thought was really fun I actually drove by the the, the house on the way here yeah, yeah on the way here which I was just dying so I'm like oh shit like I spent like a whole like you know evening in there jumping yeah. around and people going crazy um, but how did that all come together? That's awesome. I mean, dude, I've had like an idea for a music video in like a house like that since uh, I was in Gunpowder. Tro okay. Troy and I would drive to work together. We worked together at the time, mm -hmm. and we would like talk about wanting to do these like co like cool video that was like reminiscent of like the late '90s, early 2000s, kind of like just like the videos that we grew up on and loved, mm -hmm. like you know those like hot house party type of things. Yeah. And so when I got into this band, that was always something on my mind. Even during the demo, I was like, oh, I'd love to do that. So I was really glad that we finally got to do it. Uh, my friend Dustin, who like films music videos that I've, I've known him for like 10 years through like working Not Scary Farm, of all things. Uh, I hit him up and he was super down to like film it for us. Uh, and the house actually is my coworker and my good friend Brandon and his girlfriend Mia's house mm -hmm. that they live in. And super thankful for them for letting me be like, hey, can I just like invite a bunch of strangers into your home or friends and potential strangers into your home to like yeah. film a show? And it was cool that we actually got to play a set and like get a real reaction for that. And they were super generous. I was kind of scared because they had just put in new floors like mm. recently. And like when people were like jumping, I could feel like the floor moving. And I was All like, right. oh, dude, I was like, I'm about to have to pay for this. Yeah. But nothing broke, surprisingly. It was, it was dope. Yeah. Shout out the free pizza. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> the free pizza was like my favorite part because I was so hungry. Yeah, we were. That's something uh, from Dustin. I was talking to Dustin and Eric and I were talking about it where it was like yeah let's buy pizzas like we had like vegan pizza we had like normal pizza from a couple local places mm -hmm. let's like buy drinks for like people to enjoy it's like let's throw a real party essentially and make sure that people who come and like give us their time are like at least fed yeah i remember i was in the kitchen and i i don't have the footage anymore but there's this guy in the kitchen <laughs> he was <laughs> i don't know if you want to name him but um he was uh he was going off of like you know like it was a like good vibe like everyone was just like chilling talking about music when this guy just goes off about like ai and the government and he was so, just he was just going deep so i just bust out my vlog camera i start filming him and he start he like freaks out he's like he's like you can't put my face on on camera like i've killed people and I'm like, what the heck? This guy is this guy's out of his mind. So I just I put my camera away because I was like, I don't even want to talk to this guy anymore. Dude, so I just left. I'm like, I'm getting out of here. I don't even think I know who that was. That was like for sure just some stranger who showed up. Yeah, it was so weird. We put out a flyer and it was like open up to anybody who came. We didn't put the address on there just because we didn't want to like give everybody my friend's address. Yeah. So we're like, just like hit us up and we'll give it to you. So anybody who messaged us got it. We weren't mm -hmm. like weeding anybody out. We're like, oh, cool. Just show up. Yeah, it was crazy, but the vlog was fun. F filming, you yeah, because that that was like the um, like the first vlog that I did with like my new lens. That's sick. Um, so that was fun to to be able to show up, and obviously, like I, I wanted to be really respectful to the you know 
um, director. I, I didn't want to steal any of his shots, so that's why people, you go watch the vlog right now. Um, there's no actual shots of the music video being filmed. It was all stuff when they weren't filmed. Yeah, I sent it to you, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, you, you did send me the final version of the music video, which cool. which was really cool to see because um, there were so many shots um, that were being filmed that I wasn't even paying attention because I was like you know eating pizza or just um, you know uh, not needed for the shot. So yeah. to, to, to be able to see that there was like a whole storyline playing out, I, I was like, oh, cool. I was like, I didn't even know that they filmed this. Um, and to, to see like some of the stuff from like the front yard and... Uh, you know the stuff in the backyard because I remember yeah. the backyard was going crazy. I was like, "Oh, this is why they were yelling all crazy." Yeah. So it, it was something cool to be able to to, to see it. Um, you know, uh, see the final product and, and to to think back like, "Oh, this was going on when I was like at this spot." It, it was cool, man. I I think I think the vibe that we were going for definitely was achieved. So mm -hmm. that was cool. And we just wanted to have something that like, again, like this whole project to us is like really tapping in like writing music that we that we enjoy mm -hmm. and like really reminiscent of stuff that we grew up on. And that was like definitely our biggest inspirations when, even when it comes to like something like doing a video that fits kind of like what we enjoyed watching growing up. It's kind of like an homage to like all that. Yeah. And I, I think you're doing a really good job too, because like even at the, the, the music video shoot, like you even hear me say it in the vlog, I, I tell Eric and Ben, I'm like, yo, like that first reaction to yeah. All on Red, I'm like, you guys should just use that and like, it would be sick. Yeah, it was, dude, it was better than I expected. And again, like, uh, just to touch on this, where it's like, the whole vibe of the band was us like doing music that we love, but it's like, definitely like, trying to find the balance between like, touching on things that we grew up on, but not like dwelling in nostalgia and still like being creative and doing things that, to like, push the sound as it it's coming out today obviously mm -hmm. so that's yeah. been that's been cool and like it's cool to see like people enjoy it like that first reaction that you're mentioning i couldn't add again it's like i wanted three people to like this music mm -hmm. so if anybody else likes it i'm happy yeah and now you guys are getting asked to play shows which i think is cool to, yeah to, to, to be able to have the support from like you know people who put on some of the best shows down here to to have them know who you guys are and to be booking your band. I, I, I think that that's really awesome. Definitely thankful for anybody who wants to book us. Yeah, because you guys uh, ha have a show coming up with Strife. Yeah, <laughs> dude, is, that's cool. Yeah, Strife, uh, Mortal Pride. I, I, I just uh, filmed an uh, you know, interview with the singer yesterday. That's so dope. Yeah, and he's like pretty stoked on that show. And I think it's cool just because it's at the locker room, which I think is like, like probably like the coolest venue for Harker shows in Orange County. Yeah, I haven't been there in a minute. Yeah, because I'm not sure if they're, I'm pretty sure they're still DIY because it's like so many of our venues are like, you know, like under these like, like corporations, but not like, you know, super advertised. Yeah. It, it, it just gets weird when, um, you know, you bring big business into hardcore. I know it's always been a thing, but, but these yeah. days when it's just like, you know, when a lot of our cool DIY venues are now owned by these big corporations, just to me, it gets really weird, so. Yeah. Um, the the fact that we still have uh, some cool DIY things, I think, is really awesome to be able to have hardcore shows there. Yeah, it's like I agree. It's like the it's way better than having a corporation behind it. Mm -hmm. And you guys are playing these hardcore shows. Uh, is that okay with you guys to, to, yeah. to be that band? Because you know, like if you look across like the entire scene, there there are like you know these like adjacent bands that like those are the, like the, the staple adjacent bands for like that scene to to, to pop up and play. And even though it's not hardcore, they still get the support of like the entire scene. Yeah, I mean, dude, we we're all hardcore kids, so it's like mm -hmm. it only f it feels right and natural to play with hardcore bands, even though we don't sound like one. Yeah, 
you know, and I mean, we I think we still carry some elements of hardcore into our music, mm-hmm. but we definitely want to play with hardcore bands. We'll play with like pop punk bands. Like both shows are cool to me, but I think there is definitely something special about playing with hardcore bands. Yeah, I feel like just the energy from a hardcore show is very different. Unmatched. Mm-hmm. It's definitely unmatched. It's like I've been going to shows since I was like twelve, mm-hmm. and like I'm still like just as into it as I was when I was a kid. Yeah, I just hope that with like the popularity and the rise of stateside i i hope that you know you guys can inspire like you know maybe like this like new generation of kids that will want to play pop punk you know because they might not be super familiar with the bands like the starting line or i i just like to cite like you know just drive through records dude um incredible uh so maybe they'll like hear your band and be like oh wow this is like really cool and you know uh, you know ben's always wearing something classic <laughs> you know uh uh, vintage pop punk band shirt uh, from like early 2000s or something so maybe they'll see what he's wearing because when i was younger i used to do that i, I used to analyze you know what people like, were wearing know, people were wearing in these bigger bands and like okay cool like um like he's wearing a, a have heart shirt with the hell's have heart like let me go home and you know look it up that's how i found have heart yeah. um you know or even just like listening to, to, to people shouting out other bands so it's yeah. so hopefully that that's like one thing that i hope that that, that happens uh, you know, as a byproduct from stateside, is that hopefully like you know, there's like some kids coming up, or maybe even kids that are already familiar um, will you know have the confidence um, to to want to do something like that because they they see that uh, there's like success with you guys and they're like, right, cool, like there's like you know this uh, love that they have, but they just you know didn't know that there was a home for it. Yeah, I think I just hope people listen to it. And if they want to start a band, they should. I think everyone should start a band or like do a zine or book shows, mm-hmm. do something to like give back to the scene that we all kind of take so freely from anyway yeah 100 percent. I, I feel like that's the most important thing is like yeah like if you're part of the scene you know do something to to give back to help keep it alive yeah exactly i've seen so many venues die and stuff like just because people you know just shit happens mm-hmm. so it's always cool when you see some new kid like start like a diy spot or yeah. like you know start booking shows at program Mm-hmm. So it's like help helping like more bands come through and like stay alive. Hundred percent, yeah. I feel like it, it takes the effort of the people within the scene to keep it alive. Yeah, you know whether your scene is, uh, you know, super prosperous, like you know, popping scene, it still takes work to, to keep all that going. Dude, you know what I think is like the most badass example of that that I can remember as of late, Vegas. Mm-hmm. I feel like Vegas had a scene like forever ago that I didn't go to because I was too young to go out there. Mm-hmm. And then like, I remember like six or seven years ago, there was like nothing really going on over there. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, they have so many cool shows all the time. Those guys really like built their shit up. Yeah, that's all because of Black Path booking. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, shout out Dustin and the whole crew. Shout out Aaron, I love Aaron. Dude, shout out Gabe. Shout out Gabe, shout out Ian, shout out uh, all the awesome bands. Shout out, uh, God, there's so many people. Shout out Albert. Eddie, shout out so many good bands. Yeah, there's so much cool shit going on out mm-hmm. there now. Yeah, shout out Jet. Jet's in like a million cool bands. Oh yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so there's yeah Vegas, and, and I've always like you know because I was at those shows like years ago yeah. like, before there was the lull, and that's why I, I have such a love for Las Vegas hardcore because I'm I I you know been friends with uh, the Black Path guys. Uh, before Black Path, just to see what Dustin used to do out of his living room. Like his his parents were so supportive, they would like 
put like these wooden boards to block the fish tank so the fish tank wouldn't get broken. He'd have That's like cool. cruel hands, suicide silence in his living room. Like it's crazy. Oh my god, it was insane. So so to 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 see him have like you know success and book a lot of cool shows, and then to see him be able to still be around through the lull and you know fight through it and and then to come back and you know be what it is today like i'm so proud of those guys and i'm, yeah. I'm happy that when people leave vegas they are so like inspired that they'll post about it and tell people like yo like if you haven't been to vegas you need to play vegas because it's sick yeah because i i think they've always had a cool scene and the guys out there work really hard to to keep it alive yeah dude mad respect to like dudes like that that are putting in like work mm-hmm yeah, because it's not easy. Yeah, hell no. Trust me, this is this is coming from a guy who uh, I haven't been in the trenches, but I've booked like enough shows to know that it takes work and it's it's not always fun. No, dude, there's definitely like stress that has to come with like booking shows and like making sure everything run, runs smoothly. Yeah, which so. I try, right? Like I, I I try to be like right, so organized and think that everything's gonna run so smooth. But even when things are running smooth, somehow we're like 30 minutes behind schedule. I'm like, how the fuck does this happen? Yeah. Like, we got everything, uh, you know, backlined. Everybody's breaking down, getting out of there. But somehow, you know, shit happens. Yeah, something's always going to happen. Uh-huh. Okay, so EP is finally out. What's next? Because obviously, like, you have to, like, look forward to the future, right? People can go get their copies through New Morality Zine. Shout out Nick. Dude, uh, yeah. Shout out Extinction Burst. Yeah. Shout out Ray. Yeah, doing awesome stuff. Uh, what's next for the band? Are, are you guys trying to plan for like the next big move, or are you guys you know, just gonna chill for a bit? I think we're we're like smoked out, dude. I don't know, like we just want to keep doing stuff. I think even when the EP was like already done, and like Nick and Ray were like helping us out, like set up like the singles and like helping us out to get vinyl. Which again, thank you to those guys, fucking awesome dudes. Um, we already started writing more music. Okay. So right now we're just writing more music, seeing what we're going to do next. I don't know if it's an LP or if it's a, we're going to do like a split somewhere. Like We're just going to put out something. We're hoping to put out something early next year. Oh, wow. Um, if we can. And then we like want to tour. Like So we're going to be doing, a, we have two runs planned throughout the year. Something shorter, not as big, not as like long as like the one we did earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. So we have two more during the year and we're just hoping to like keep playing shows and keep touring. We just want to keep pushing. Okay. We have a lot of fun playing. So as long as it's fun, we'll be there. Yeah. And I feel like now with the EP being out and like, you know, obviously there's like more music and I, I feel like people have definitely heard your guys' name before. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like this next couple, next couple of runs that you guys do, uh, there'll be like, you know, way more people like, you know, paying attention and actually like coming out and hopefully crazier shows yeah dude i hope so i hope it you know i can only hope that it keeps like keep moving forward mm-hmm. it's all fun to me i i enjoy every show we play yeah uh, it, it seems like you guys are having fun because just uh you know being a, a witness to you know some of your shows it seems like you guys are out there having a really good time no thank you no i uh i'm definitely excited to like put out more music later too I, my brain is like always like thinking of like the next thing for some reason mm-hmm. so i'm always planning so i'm always like being like oh i can't wait to like put out an ep next year and the guys are like we're we just did it like let's take our time i was like of course but i'm already ready yeah and it's cool uh, I'm, I'm so like i said like i'm so glad it's finally out um but i i did find it funny when i was uh at that program show 
I asked Ben, I'm like, yo, like, are you guys covering Fall Out Boy tonight? And he's like, oh, we didn't plan on it, should we? And I'm like, yes, you should do it. <laughs> I was like, every time you guys cover Fall Out Boy, like, you see the, re the reaction. It's so fun. So I was, like, I, was like, I was like, I don't know why it takes me to ask for you guys to cut it into the set. You guys should, you know. It's funny. You, there. I didn't even know that you asked Ben, mm -hmm. uh, Nick Bertles from Ankle Lighter, mm -hmm. and Evan asked Eric, and Eric looks at me, and I was like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. So it's like you asked and they asked, so that was like a good team effort to like bully us into into covering Fall Boy. I think that might be the last time we do that for a minute. That's that's sad news. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, Ben did mention that you guys were going to do some other covers. Yeah, we we have like a couple other ones that we like are like trying to agree on. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I think everybody wants to do like a Saves a Day cover, but they have so many good songs that I'm trying to figure out which one. Yeah. And I'm still waiting for the starting line cover. I feel like that, Dude, that has to happen at some that, point. That was like the, when we were doing the demo, we ended up on doing, recording that Jimmy Eat World cover. It was going to be a starting line cover. And we ended up like switching over lanes to Jimmy Eat World. Interesting. Which song was it going to be from starting line? Dude, I think it was going to be almost there going nowhere. Damn, that would have been sick. Like that whole record is amazing. Yeah, it was going to be something off of like, say like, I mean, it. Mm -hmm. though I want to cover something off of Direction. Okay. Some, okay, for sure. Yeah, I'll take any starting line cover. Yeah, fair. Okay. Well, I'm very curious to see where you guys go from here. Because, like I said, it, it seems like you guys are, like, you know, it seems like it's always just you're on, like, this upward trajectory, right? Because, you know, the demo came out, then you're on the tour, and then, uh, you know, you guys uh, have the EP lingering, and then you guys obviously, like, talk to the labels and you get signed, and then the EP's out, and now it just seems like more people... The, the, the fact that more people know about you guys and are singing along at these shows, I, I feel like, yeah, it, it's just cool to see, like, this gradual growth. Oh, dude, thank you. And thank you to, like, anybody who's even, like, checked out the EP. Mm -hmm. Like, that's cool to me. Yeah. Anybody who gives us, like, their attention and time, like, I'm grateful for. 100%. We kind of, Eric and I, especially because him and I talk every day. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about it. We're like, oh, dude, that's crazy. Like, people are actually listening to this. You know, we everybody gets worried before they put something out, right? Everybody gets anxious. We're like, oh, dude, no one's gonna dig this. And then to have anybody like be like, this is awesome, makes my day. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Well, I appreciate your time today, dude. Thank you. Yeah, obviously we're friends. We're oh, enemies. Yeah. Uh, but before we go, is there anything else you'd like to say, dude? Uh, shout out Numerality Zine. Shout out Extinction Birds. Nick and Ray are the fucking goats. Uh, shout out Sunday Drive Records. Ankle Biter. Spirit Dive. Pop free. Those are the homies. Whirlwind, fucking major pain. Uh, you know, everybody out here in Southern California hardcore, man. 100%. Thank you for your time. We'll be back soon. Goodbye.